Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Happiness is egg-shaped and loves a circle with no end. Oh, this is egg-shaped. Happiness is egg-shaped and loves a circle with no end. Hello and welcome to the Happiness Is podcast with me, your host Bruce Aitchison from Happiness Is Egg Shape. And today we have a preview of what could possibly be the most important game in recent Scottish rugby playing history. I am very excited to be joined by a head coach, someone who I've known for a very long time, has worn a lot of hats through his rugby career, both as a player and as a coach, and is now leading one of our national teams, hopefully hopefully towards a World Cup finals. He is one of life's good guys and always has a cheeky smile and a wee smart arse comment. So I'm looking forward to this very much. Please welcome the one and the only Mr. Brian Eason. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. How are you? How are you? You got me nervous. There. <laughs> there, there's the cheeky smile. I'm looking forward to this, Bernie. It's good to see it. Now, I am in currently in Edinburgh, where it's pouring with rain and there's going to be a transport lockdown because we've got a storm coming in. Where on earth are you? I am certainly not in the rain or the wind, and there's certainly not a transport lockdown. If I look out my window at the moment, I'm seeing nine lanes of traffic in the middle of Dubai, which is a beautiful place to be. And having heard your weather forecast, it's even better. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. It's what takes you to Dubai? 
Wow, right, it's been a long journey, but we are on the final leg of the World Cup qualifier. So we have got on a week on Friday, a game against Colombia or Kazakhstan to qualify for the 2021 year late uh, World Cup in New Zealand. Exciting times. That is exciting times. Now, there'll be a lot of people, I hope, listening to this who are saying, hang on, Scotland women are playing against Kazakhstan or Colombia in Dubai to qualify for a World Cup in New Zealand. So you need to join up some dots here. Yeah, so we qualified. So we had the European qualifier in Italy, as you probably in September of last year, when we had to beat Spain and, and Ireland. The South American qualifier, that was done previously. And then Colombia had to play Kenya in a playoff. And then the Kazakhstans, they were in the Asian playoff. So... So that's us, the three teams I've now got to meet. Unfortunately, um, there was meant to be a five-team kind of competition with Hong Kong and Samoa, but as we all know, the world that we're living in at the moment, it was difficult for them to to travel. Hong Kong is in lockdown, and a lot of the Samoans are in New Zealand. So, um, so look, we're in that the situation where we are, luckily enough, um, believe it or not, as a Scottish team, number one seed, and we will play the winners of that game next Friday. Class. And you were supposed to have a game yourselves. You've not got that opportunity. So Kazakhstan play Colombia. You'll obviously have eyes on that. What are you expecting from that game? Um, yeah, we'll have eyes on. I'll be there. I'll certainly be there on Saturday. We're going to train Saturday morning. And then myself, the coaches and the analysts will hang fire and watch that game, get good eyes on everything that they're doing. Um we haven't seen a lot of them, I'll be honest with you. Um, Colombia have, they played the Spanish A team last Friday. So I saw that. They played Kenya and they played Brazil a couple of times over the last couple of years. So I've, I've had eyes on that. The Kazakhstan, I've seen them play China. So they played China in a World Cup qualifier as well. Um, as you know, rugby is a small world. Like Snoops, Ian Moynihan's out in Hong Kong. So he's given me a little bit of insight on the Kazakhstan. Uh, Louise Douglas is with Japan. So she's given me a little bit of insight as well. Not got anybody in Colombia, unfortunately. But look, <laughs> uh, like, they're both set piece lies pretty good. Um, they're both really physical. Um, and we're expecting a good physical test from, from both sides. Um, the big thing for me is that that physicality tends to last probably for less phases than we've been used to. So it's about us just keeping keeping our calm, keeping our cool, uh, and just doing the things that we have been working on well. So the, yeah, look, a tough ask. This, this is a this is a great squad. I know some of them personally. I've seen some of them in action. Uh, this the women I think are still quite accessible. Um, as, as people and on social media, we've obviously not been able to get that close contact over the last couple of years, but we've loved watching the progress of this squad. You've now got a real nucleus of senior players, but some of your inexperienced players have got a decent number of caps as well. So you must be feeling confident. Yeah, look, they've worked. I think COVID's been a nightmare, right? We all know that. And that's not just from a rugby point of view. It's just from everybody's day-to-day lives. But COVID, believe it or not, has probably helped rather than hindered us because we've been able to have time together. We've been really lucky in that, that we've had that elite sport exemption. So we've been able to train. And then it's a really good point you make, Bruce, is that where we are, we've got a lot of really good senior players, but the youngsters and the, maybe the inexperienced ones are really coming on. Um, 
I, I don't like highlighting players, but you know, we were talking earlier on CB Christine Belial, who's moved to tight head. She's been a revelation in that position. Um, you got young Evie Gallagher coming in, and you know, she's pushing Jade really hard. She's a really strong uh, individual who's worked worked really hard. You've got Shona Campbell, um, a wing come fullback who's been who was in the GB squad when they went to Canada in the World Series recently. Evie Wills, who's get been capped at twelve, you know, you you could go on and on about the young players that are coming through. So it's great because these uh, the the I'm not going to say old heads. You that's what you were trying to tell. Yeah, that's what you were trying to get me to say. <laughs> <laughs> these um, more experienced players. That was the phrase I was looking for. Um, are having to work really hard to keep the position, and that's that's what we want. Is you know, you look at Was Emma Wassel, who got her fiftieth cap against Ireland. She's she's played fifty to you know going in potentially fifty one consecutive games. We do, it's great that that's happened, but we don't really want that to happen long term. We want players to be pushed and players to take positions of players if they're not performing as well as they can. So so that's the challenge over the next few years, but it's coming. Your preparations have been challenging because COVID, obviously, but then you have somebody like Jade who has to get on with life as well and had to take some time out of rugby. She was quite a miss during the Six Nations, but it must have been like getting a fresh player when she comes back into the squad. Yeah, she's a, it's, it's, it's a good point you make because it's it, she's actually had a, a new lease at life. Um, she's now gone into the the fire service in London, so she's on she's in the Blue Watch or whatever you call it. Um, she's she's loving life, but I think what that's done to her, it's taken probably the pressure away from her because she was full time rugby, but she felt that it was something that she wanted to pursue, and she's had a, a, a new lease of life. She was excellent in the qualifiers, excellent against Japan, and she's in a really good space. So. It was like having a new player back, but as you know, as we say that you know Evie Gallagher has been in there as well, and she's been outstanding. So it's great to have the opportunity to have Evie there, but it's brilliant to have Jade back. She is an experienced player, and she's she carries the ball more than anybody I know. And she just goes again and again and again. And they love her at Harlequins as well for that, yeah. don't they? She's she's made herself an absolute stalwart in that team. She does. I mean, and she and she does it week in week out, and. It's you know you get players like that who you know you get some coaches who say right we'll use her as a dummy or we'll use her as a you know a decoy or whatever. I'm not like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be I'm just gonna be honest and say nah check her up just keep her going. Yeah. Because the game nowadays is about gain line and if you can get gain line and momentum in your game you're laughing and one thing Jade will do is give you gain line. It was uh, the the game against Ireland. I mean that was just. I mean, as a coach, then you're you're powerless, aren't you? All all your work is done. You're into that final phase of the game, and what what were you like? Were you calm? Were you off your seat? Were you biting your nails? What what was that like? Uh, well, you know me, Bruce. You said in your introduction to me, you've known me for years, and you know I used to have long hair and you know like long flowing locks, and look what happened in a month. It's just it went away. It was brutal. Um, I, I was like a duck. I, I kind of like to. I like to keep that calm exterior, but my, you know, above the water, I was fine. Underneath, I was paddling like hell. It was, it was tough because the Irish, the Irish were trying to do anything they could to win the ball back. Um, two minutes to go, you watched the game. Two minutes to go, and 
Tom will hate me for saying this, but Tomo had a penalty to kick to the corner to get a line out five metres out and missed touch. She went too far. And I'm sitting with Tyrone, our coach and the assistant coach, and he was heading his hands. I said, look, believe it or not, actually with two minutes to go, I said, we've got another chance. We're going to drop out this and we've got another chance, but we're going to have to keep the ball. And 19 phases we kept it for. And Chloe, as we all know, scored in the corner. But... You know, and rightly, you know, Chloe's had a lot of plaudits and Slaw's had a lot of plaudits for kicking that goal. You'd have missed it. I'd have oh, missed it. 100 percent I'd have missed it. <laughs> I would have pushed it right. Uh, I, no, I wouldn't even have kicked it. I'd have said my hamstring was a bit tight and give it to somebody else. But they're getting and rightly so are getting the plaudits. But if you look at all the phases before it, every single player has been involved in a massive part of that game, whether it was carrying, whether it was latching, whether it was winning the contact, whether it was the ball presentation on the floor. Whether it was making a take and give pass off your left hand, there was so much in that, and that's that's probably the most pleasing thing as a coach. Great to see the plaudits that are given to Chloe and Slaw, but everybody's got to take it. Hello, my name is Bruce Aitchison from Happiness is Egg Shaped, and I am here to tell you where you can get your Happiness is Egg Shaped merchandise. Go to www.halbro.com and search for Happiness is Egg Shaped in the stores. We've got it all. Umbrellas, snoots, hats, towels for when you eventually get to go on holiday to the beach or by the pool. We've got hoodies, we've got t-shirts, we've got all sorts going on there. Check it out. Get your Happiness is Egg Shaped merchandise. You can get it all coloured up for your favourite team or for your country. Get involved because you know, I know, everybody knows happiness is egg-shaped. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. Now I was uh I was announcing it at Dam Health and I and I got it through and uh I was I couldn't wait and for a lull in the game to announce it and I built it up and I left a massive delay and I said Ireland twenty and I left a huge delay and then said Scotland twenty two and the roof came off the place. It was at, and they, they must have, I think there was six thousand five hundred there that night or something. It was brilliant. The uh, atmosphere. Somebody sent me that clip, and it was brilliant. It was just outstanding. I actually had a few people said to me that they were at the game and said it was probably the biggest cheer of the game. And yeah, it's uh, yeah. You know, look, it was brilliant because up until up until it's it's not until you start looking at it you think that was a World Cup. That's yeah. you know these girls have been working since two thousand. Some of them played in the two thousand and thirteen qualifier that they lost, and some of them, more of them, played in two thousand and seventeen. So to be in the position where, and look, it was the same against Spain the week before. We had to defend Spain to keep them out the last minute. So we did the same against Spain and then we had to do it against Ireland. So, uh, yeah, it might have looked calm, but my God, it was brutal. <laughs> but that, those experiences going into this now, <clears throat> you're, you're surely stronger for it mentally, emotionally, but also skill under pressure. You, the the girls, I shouldn't call them girls. The women must be feeling a, a huge amount of confidence going into this game. Yeah, and yeah, they do, and they should, and so they should as well. And that's you know, and that's testament to them, testament to the hard work that they put in um, in the gym at training, um, you know, coming to camps, weekly camps, and all that kind of stuff. But we use belief is one of the words that we use we had a we did a we did quite a, work, a bit of work with the girls about 18 months ago or the women about 18 months ago just talking about um we did a thing called a pre-mortem which is about 
a pre-mortem a pre-mortem is something you actually give a question and you say to them about something that hasn't happened but so you said the question was we have not qualified for the world cup why so they had to look at and give us reasons why they hadn't qualified so they dug into that and out of that we came up with team first so they felt they wouldn't qualify if people were just doing things on their own so they came up with team first they other they came up with belief because they used to talk about other teams they used to talk about opposition rather than themselves so they came up with belief and the other one was expert in detail they felt as if they hadn't done enough work on their own and they hadn't done enough analysis so they were the three kind of things that they came up with and belief is the one that we talk about a lot so because of the way they've played and because of beating teams that are above us in the world rankings they should believe um interestingly though is um complacency is a word that we've talked about as well is because i think complacency is a disease that's an alex ferguson phrase by the way he, he talks about that complacency is a disease um and we had the worst 20 minutes of my tenure against japan when they were down to 14 players they thought the game was won yeah and, and that's probably the best 20 minutes preparation that we have for this world cup because you just look at that they just thought the game was won and that was over and if they do that against colombia or kazakhstan we'll be out so that's been good. So let, let's rewind the tape. There's no way you could have been coming out of the game uh, and going into coaching thinking that in a few years' time, I'll be the head coach of Scotland women as a professional coach, taking them to Dubai to play a qualifier against Kazakhstan. I mean, you just you can't predict that. You got, <laughs> no. you, got, you, you got involved in the women's team and then you've become the head coach. What what was the motivation to becoming the head coach? What was it that gave you the spark that thought I I'm, I kind of wait to get into this? Um, that's a really good question. So about two years ago, um, I remember Scott Johnson, who was director of rugby at the time, asked me to come in, and he had a a proposal, and he asked me to to be involved in the women's team. I can't say online what my reply was because it was not something I'd ever ever thought about, and it was wasn't something I'd ever ever done um but got into it and and you know what it's it's probably the most fulfilling job i've ever ever had um the the work ethic their um maturity but they're they just want to be bet to be get better at every single session is just it's just outstanding so as a coach it's probably the most most enjoyable coaching job I've ever had because of, you can see the progress, but you see them wanting to get better. So it's not just me forcing it on them, it's them forcing it on me as well. They ask why all the time, all the time, and they want to know why they're doing stuff. They want to get better. So um, would I recommend it to any coach? 100%. Yeah, it's it, it fascinates me, absolutely fascinates me. But the, the, the challenges are different because you were in the professional environment where players were available. You've now got this kind of funny mixture of people who have a full-time job but give rugby full-time attention. You've got full-time players. You've got players in different leagues. You've got players that are under your nose in, in the city of Edinburgh, but the standard is not that of, you know, that they're playing and training in weekly to compete against an England or an Ireland or France at Six Nations. So, you you must be constantly tracking things, monitoring things, speaking to people. There must be so many little conversations that nobody's ever going to see on social media or on a match day that 
that matter? Nah, it's 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 a really busy job. I'll be honest with you. I think uh, ask Carlin; she would tell you it's 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 a really really busy job. It's um, it's full on. It's you know it'll be twelve hours a day job, easy easy, and then and there's weekend works on top of that. We've got eighteen players down south now playing in the Allianz Premiership, um, which is brilliant because the the level of rugby they're playing week in and week out is just so much it's so much better for them at the moment but what we plan to do is obviously try and get that level of rugby in scotland you're right then to say that the players are not playing in england they're they're up here um so what we do is we we will train monday tuesday thursday with them um but then obviously when they're with their clubs they'll be with their clubs on a thursday and then play on a saturday or a sunday so yeah there's a lot of discussions to be had really good relationship ready to pop the question The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today with coaches down south so like so Joey App at Worcester Susie Appleby at Exeter uh, Katie Daly McLean at Sale you know there's some great people um, some really good eggs in there um, and in fact Joey App was the one that highlighted Katie Mattinson to me you know the our new scrum half we had seven caps for England and that was that was out of the discussion with Joe so it's it's busy but it's as I say it's really fulfilling and some of those players are coming now with their own experience so that they must now be able to contribute to some of what you're up to. Oh yeah, um, totally. So like we've got, an, I'll have an attack group. Um, so I've got an attack group I work with. Tyrone will have a defence group. There's a line-out group. Um, like I was I was pulling together my kind of playbook for, for just this game. I always have a playbook for a game. I always try and add something or take something away just depending on the opposition. But I'll run it, I'll sit with those leaders or I'll sit with the attack group and we'll go through it and there'll be times they'll say, nah, I think we should do this or I think we should do that. And it's and that's what we want is, is to have a voice, as players to have a voice, players to discuss, players to challenge me as well because I want to get better on a daily basis. Um, so they'll challenge me as well. And it's a really, um, I think it's a really healthy environment that they can come to me and say, nah, I don't agree with that, or why don't we try this? We've tried this against this team before. It didn't work, so can we maybe try it this way? So um, it's it's a really it's a really positive thing for me that, that we can have those players doing that. There's some really sharp rugby players and some sharp rugby brains in here that will obviously watch a lot of rugby. So, no, it's great. And, and there must be... The players must be good satellites for you as well to be speaking to somebody and say you should have a look at this player here's somebody you should keep an eye on the their 
their spread is obviously much greater than one man can have, even if you've got video, you know, footage of them. Are they quite good at recommending other people to you? Emma Wattles never recommended another sign road to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they do, and and, and the, the positive thing is, I'll say, look, I, there's a girl here that I think she's Scottish. Could you maybe look into it? And um, you know, we've got yeah some really good links, like Kelly Brown, for example. Kelly's been brilliant with me with the Saracens girls, so he knows there's a couple of Scottish girls in there that they you know, were trying trying to speak to down there. Um, you know, a club like Worcester, you know, you've got Suz and you've got Duhan and all. You kind of speak to them and just say, look, get in in and have a have a wee look and see what you can find and just using the contacts that i've got and as well and but the players have been really good they've been because they just want they want to become the best they can be and you know obviously a long term you know, we want to keep pushing and we want to keep pushing up the world rankings and do what is possible but at the moment it's just all about this game on next friday for the last six years, Fill Your Boots has been making rugby happen at the grassroots level. Please get involved and go to www.fybrugby.com to register your club or to register as a player and join the online community to make sure that games continue to happen in the future. Join in clubs with players and players with clubs to make sure that we can keep the club game as strong as possible. Fill Your Boots bringing rugby together. How do the players that got to go to the Olympics, what have they brought back? What have they added with that experience? Well, first of all, what an experience. I mean, what a, 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 just a remarkable opportunity to, for them to go to an Olympics, to then have a potential to go to a, a World Cup. There's Commonwealth Games this year as well. Um, so, I mean, some of these players could go to an Olympics or Commonwealth Games and a World Cup in one short space of time. The only thing I said to them is the Commonwealth Games is, uh, it's in Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they're going, they're going Tokyo, Auckland and Birmingham. But um, the, the, I think it, what, what the Olympic experience gave to them, and I haven't spoken to them, is probably the goes back to the word belief again. I think they see the players that play for England or or Wales that they're just they're the same as them. You know, you look at Hannah and, and Tomo. Um, you know, they come back and they say, Well, you know, why why are we worried about these players? The players that are playing in England are playing with, you know, the Loughborough girls are playing with Emily Scarrett and Sarah Hunters and you know, all these players week in, week out. Yeah, they're good rugby players, but they're no different, and we just keep, we've just got to keep pushing the envelope and make us make our basics better. So you're you're the national coach, but you've you're well known around these parts, and you've you've been in clubs, and you know you, you've got your finger on the pulse. There's some brilliance that I mean, Stirling County girls are the 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 process they've got there the access they're giving those girls to rugby, and now some of them are really beginning to come through. I spoke to Tamara Taylor and she said she didn't have to see it to believe it. She just did lots of things. But I've heard others say we need to see so we can believe. Do your players realise the role they've got in that now? Yeah, they do. They, they're doing a lot, an awful lot more around just getting out and about and you know doing player appearances and all these kind of things. Yeah, 
I had a, a, a night at Dam Health a few weeks ago. You were speaking, unfortunately. But anyway, that, that let's put that to the side. <laughs> but Ranks was there. And you see Ranks all the time, Ian Ranks. Yeah. And he'd been asked to go and do a session up at Howe Fife. Yeah. And he said he was doing a boys' session. There was a, a girls' session going on. And he said it was it was a real eye-opener, not just because of the skills, he said, but it was... Um, he said, girls were calling themselves, I want to be Chloe Rowley, I want to be Emma Lassell, I want to be... Yeah. And the fact that they're using these players' names is just brilliant. I think it's... And, you know, they are. They can build a legacy. I, you know, a legacy is about... It's not about the individual, it's about the jersey and it's about Scotland women, but the fact that they're on TV and the fact they're live on TV and the fact that they're playing England live on BBC and this game next Friday's live and I think it's great. I think it's it's brilliant, but they do understand how important that they are. Yeah, it, it's interesting, and I know what you mean about Birmingham, but <laughs> I think there's an amazing chance there for them to get to do something almost in their own backyard. You know, it, the World Cup's far away, um, the Olympics was far away, but to to have people there in the flesh experiencing it—that's that's the good stuff. I mean, how excited are you when? You think, right, we, Six Nations coming up, we could have a bundle of people in these stands here watching. That's going to be a massive signal to the growth of the game. Hugely. And I think Dam Health is brilliant, that Japan game. When we played the, the Japan game there, just to see that that stand full, to see the walkway between the, the changing rooms to the ground is brilliant. I mean, at the end of the game, it was just, it was great to see the players just, people want photographs and and, you know, there was a good crowd there, but the England game, genuinely, there's, there's no reason why we just can't pack that place out because, one, they're playing good rugby. It's really good to watch. The spectacle's really good. But, but two, on the back of, obviously, next Friday, if we qualify for this World Cup, it's a really good news story. So come and watch it because it's actually really good to watch. And you and I were talking before we came online the game is a little bit different, and the only reason it's different is probably because there's less kicking. So because there's less kicking, there's actually more attacking play, and it's probably, in terms of a spectacle, it's pretty good. Oh, I think it's brilliant. I was gutted with that Japan game. I had COVID. My girls were wanting to come, and I wasn't allowed out. It was absolutely <laughs> gutted. But I watched it on the TV, and, you know, Louise Dalglish out in Japan, like you said, we've got Rona overseas, we've got players down south. I mean, Scottish players now are, are really being thought of in high regard. Yeah, they are. And it's really interesting having speak, spoken to Louise as well when they did their analysis and stuff like that on us. They they say they're beginning to know our players and our players are getting known from other countries as well. And, you know, Rona playing the way she, that she does in France, you know, week in, week out, it's going to try for fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's just great. You know, Chloe's been in France. Tomo's been in France. You know, they're they're getting really good experiences. Whether you know, and they're all, they're all getting out, and you know, some of them, as I say, some of them have been in Tokyo, could go to New Zealand, playing in France, playing in what a life they've got at the moment. It's great. And so, so many of them must be looking to you for some guidance, though. What what do you think about this? There's an opportunity coming up. How, how much pastoral support are you giving to the players? As much as I can, um, they know that it's an open door. Um, so yeah, I get, I do get asked a lot, you know, and like, what do you think of this? How do you think this will suit my career? Um, ultimately, it's their decision, but I will give as much advice uh, that as I need to. Um, 
obviously a dad myself, so I kind of, you know, you, you can put that hat on. I know you say I've got loads of different hats, and you're right. It's And as a coach, you've got a different hat on all the time. It's whether it's pastoral care, whether it's coaching, whether it's listening, a, a father, a friend, a, there's all these kind of hats you have to put on. But, yeah, they ask a lot, um, which is, for me as a coach, for me as an individual, you know, you take that and say, look, they obviously trust you. Because trust is massive in coaching, isn't it? If they trust you... It's, it's half the battle. So the challenge of playing in Dubai for a, a Scottish team, I mean, they've come out of a Scottish winter. They're into Dubai to play a game that matters a lot. How do you prepare for that? Um, we've prepared for it, for I suppose, since January. And look, we've been preparing since, obviously, since we played Ireland. So it's, it's been on the horizon since we played Ireland. The Japan game was linked, was based around this but in terms of the heat strategies, uh, we were really lucky. We've got a new head of it of sports science, a guy called Francesco Sella. Francesco is an Italian. Frank, we call him. Frank is a great guy. Um, Frank is um, he's worked with the New Zealand Sevens men and women, so he's been involved in that. He's 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 a he's a PhD in women's sport, you know. So he's got his his head on that. But where we really have got it is. Um, Rachel Malcolm did her PhD in heat strategy. <laughs> <laughs> so, brilliant. Rachel is on it. So, Rachel has got a doctor. Well done, Dr. Malcolm. Exactly. Dr. Malcolm has been on the pulse. It's been brilliant. So, so at Orium, um, which is brilliant. So, Orium, as you all know, the, the training center is brilliant. But so, we had weekends. So, we trained a lot through the week, but full weekends. Uh, they've got the pool, they've got the swimming pool at Orium, um, and they'll like so it starts in the morning and they heat it up, so it's heated to bath heat. So once we finish, we get them in the bath, and they've now got saunas at Orium, so they're the girls have been up nightly in the sauna. Um, they've got to have even when they're here, they've got to have a hot bath, like a hot bath every day, um, just acclimatize as much as possible. So, um, we may have blue skin. But we'll be acclimatised. We'll be fine. <laughs> Lisa Thompson will be loving all these hot baths. Being for a week, she would have been in the old tin bath at the back garden. Uh, she's she's having a great time. Tomo, never seen her. Where's Tomo for training? She's in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> Class. Uh, now, you, before we get the last little bit, I'm I'm keen to ask you. You've played a huge role in the development and the career of of a lot of players um but i know you're really close to stuart hogg um you've you've seen the hoggy uh, <laughs> I, I did see it christmas and you know there, there was an amazing thing where uh the coaches through hoggy's career got to go to an event and he was able to say thank you and obviously you were there and you're still very close to him where do you see that going with female rugby players can you see a female rugby player reaching the heights that somebody Stuart Hogg has yeah of course I can because like knowing Hoggy and I've known Hoggy since he was 14 and you just see that you can see the progress that they make um hopefully they don't drink red wine like he does <laughs> but um they can't like the one thing with Hoggy the reason he's one of the best in the world is because of his work ethic so like People don't see what Hoggy will do off the field, like the red light treatment, for example, in his room to help him sleep, and all the kind of the, the food he'll eat, the work, the work that he does in terms of his stretching, his rehab, his prehab. But 
working with this group of women here, they do exactly the same. You so you'll see them doing their extras. They'll ask for extras. Um, they'll be in the gym for longer. They'll be you know they've got all these little whether it's you know whether it's traveling, whether it's it's wearing the, the leggings for traveling to make sure that they've got the, the right compression. You know they're traveling to Dubai with them in compression tights on. You know it's roasting here and they've all got these compression tights on. Not really caring about how they feel, but it's about performance. So yeah, I think you know people like Stuart, people like you know Emma or Rachel or or whoever it is. They've it's that same work ethic and that's what gets you to the top. Well, you've, natural, you've worked... natural talent helps as well. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a bit of that. The Chloe Rowley, geez, that she can shift. Uh, it'd be nice to she see her open phone, up in Dubai. Beat you in a phone box. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get near her. I, I love watching when she gets a little bit of space. You can see when the ball's kicked her. She's a bit like Hoggy. You can just see the eyes light up and she's ready to go and the feet start going. And but she, it's really interesting, Chloe. I mean, you know, same kind of. Same kind of mindset, you know, I just want to attack. And they do, they just get excited to attack. And, you know, she would, she'd beat you and me. I mean, geez, we'd never have a chance. I mean, even in our fault, we would never have a chance. You're the only 10 that I would probably have had a race with. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> ever. Yeah. Ever. Funeral March Aitchison. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard it all before. <laughs> but that, there's something exciting about that, though. There's You watch the game and... There's a lot of people still don't give it any credit, never mind the credit it deserves. They give it no credit. And the standard is it's an international elite sport. There's no question. No question. And and it's and it's getting better. It's getting yeah. better all the time. I think the you just need to look at, you know, ball and play time or, you know, the way the way that the game's going, the the skill level, the skill under pressure. You just you know, you, we've already talked about it, but that last minute against Ireland, you know, 18, 19 phases um, under pressure against a team that's trying to do anything to get the ball. There's The, the skill level is really high and, you know, having exciting players like Chloe and Tomo and, you know, all these players that you've got, they just want to get the ball in hand. But what but they're also, what they're also getting better at is one, the maturity around, I suppose, around the game. They're not just playing from their own line anymore. They're, yeah, they've got the licence to go from their own line if it's on. But their game management now is getting so much better. So um, there is the more, I suppose, more energy to, to attack and attack and attack for longer in the game. Right. Well, thank you for joining us. I'll let you get away for your hot bath. I, well, I don't need that. I'm not. I'm, I'm not you. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie, thank you. It's been brilliant speaking to you. All the very best. I can't wait. Uh, I think we'll be watching online to see how it goes. I'm I'm really excited to see it and wish you and the and the team all the best. Please pass on that to to all of them, and I'll see you back at the damn health for the England we'll, game. We'll see you at the damn health. Happiness at egg shape, Bruce. See you soon, pal. <laughs> That's right, boy. Cheers, Bernie. All the best. Yeah, cheers, buddy. Cheers. Absolutely love it. Brian Eason, what a man. And I am absolutely behind him. I can't wait to see it. He's worked really hard. That group have worked hard. They're accessible on social media. I know it's a tiny window into life, but they just look like they're happy and enjoying things. And if they can keep that going, there's a World Cup beckoning. There's also a Six Nations with a couple of big games at home, and I hope to be there to see them. If you've enjoyed this, you can catch us on Apple, Acast, and Spotify. You can watch on Facebook and YouTube. 
Come on, Scotland. In the meantime, my name is Bruce Aitchison and my happiness is egg-shaped. I look forward to speaking to you all again very, very soon. Hello, I'm Mayhem. Hello, I'm Chaos. And our happiness is egg-shaped. Happiness is egg-shaped and love's a circle with no end. Happiness is egg shaped and loves a circle with no end. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.